This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon, Ed. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you for having me. We've seen the latest US economic data over the last couple of days, which has been really interesting, and it has shown a deterioration, hasn't it? Very much so. I think a lot of traders were surprised that the economy would weaken this quickly. But when you take a look at the first look of the flash PMIs for the month of May, uh, there is just a significant deceleration in not just manufacturing activity, but also in the service sector. And uh, that's troubling because there was this expectation that um, a, a lot of the purchasing of goods was going to transition to the service sector, and it doesn't look like that's happening. Um, in addition to that, we were continuing to see, uh, you know, the peak in the housing market is in place. Um, you know, new home sales disappointed greatly. There's also, um, you know, this fear that you're cons- still seeing higher house prices, um, and and what's really troubling is that. Uh, for 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 a lot of uh, uh, Americans, you know, the the problem with the housing market is that you're having higher borrowing costs. You're also seeing that um, over the last year, um, a, a lot of households that did get involved in the housing market, they unfortunately, um, you know, did not have a fixed rate. And uh, what you're, you're you're starting to see is uh, some of their costs are, you know. Uh, skyrocketing. Um, you know, in, in January of 2021, you know, the 30-year mortgage rate was 2.65%. Uh, you know, now, you know, it's at 525 Uh And, and uh, you, know, you know, the average new home price has gone from 401000 to over 570 So uh, you're, you're seeing people's 20, you know, if you're doing a 20% down payment, you know, their, you know, their monthly payments, you know, most almost doubled. Uh, so, um, you know, the housing market peak should be in place. And uh, that was the bright spot throughout, you know, this pandemic. And now you're, you're probably going to start to see um, that that part of the economy cool, which um, is is really just a, just a kind of a, a big red flag that, you know, this economy is is um, in deceleration mode. And, and uh, in addition to that, you know, you take a look uh over at China, and uh, it looks like they're 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 having economic difficulties that are worsening too. So, uh, just a, a a lot of weakening economic data, and that, that's kind of uh, been what traders have been focused on, and that's what's been leading that belief that if this data continues to deteriorate, um, you might see the Fed have to change course with this aggressive uh, rate hiking cycle, which for many isn't even that aggressive. And what's particularly interesting for us here in the UK and uh, Europe, Ed, is the fact that we're looking at what's happening in the United States at the moment. And it's as if you guys are six months to one year ahead of us in this cycle. So it's giving, I believe, investors and analysts some clues as to what holds for us a bit further down the line, particularly when you you just mentioned, for instance, house prices. I mean, house prices almost reaching their peak here, I believe. And same goes for interest rates as well, although the Bank of England has already said it might have to rein in some of those uh, rate rises because of worries about uh, growth and so on. It looks like you've reached that point in the United States, and perhaps these are clues for us further down the line. 
Very, very much so. And and I, I think what you're you're probably going to start to see is that the you know the consumer is 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 definitely looking a lot weaker, and um, the expectations that you know spending is is going to uh, soften significantly uh, is there. Um, we we've had some really eye-opening earnings reports from Target, Walmart, uh, and even uh, Snapchat that kind of uh, triggered, uh, you know, some of the the, the more recent sell-offs um, that that are making everyone nervous that uh, it's going to be a rough couple of quarters. And I, I think there's still this belief that, you know, the economy is still strong. It will avoid a recession this year and most likely it'll avoid it next year uh but you know the risk that it could enter one next year is is growing <laughs> um but the consumer spending is key to the economy and and right now uh if the consumer weakens further uh then uh, that will that will be a troubling sign Let's move topics, Ed, and talk about uh, Joe Biden. And he's really been talking tough on China recently, uh, which is uh, of concern, I think, uh, to some uh, as regards that relationship. Uh, do markets see it that way? I think initially, uh, when the the headline first dropped, uh, you know, there was uh, you know a little bit of <laughs> nervousness that uh, the the U.S. is taking a much more uh, aggressive stance against China and that, you know, they are ready to use military force to defend Taiwan if it was ever attacked. Um, but, but, you know, I think for the most part, uh, you know, that those comments were kind of taken back. They said it would, they would, you know, really just focus on providing them with, um, the goods to, to support that fight, not necessarily the manpower. Um, uh, and then I think overall, you know, then really, you know, the, the key takeaway was that, you know, the, that President Biden was, you know, really um, willing to consider um, uh, a change of position on the tariffs. Uh, and uh, I think the, the Taiwan comments kind of got lost <laughs> uh, and, and uh, the, the markets were more constructive that, um, you know, we could be seeing a little bit of a de-escalation in some of those tariffs, which would provide much needed relief and uh, that would really help the inflation story um which um a lot of traders thought you know was very uh easy to 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 say that that was needed but it wasn't expected that this administration would do it so um i, I think the biden administration they they're they're looking at the polls they're they you know there was quite a few um uh elections uh democrats did a little bit better than expected um with some of these smaller elections, but um, I, I think you know they're 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 poised to lose you know control of uh, Congress um, come November, and I think right now um, you know you're you're you're, you're seeing a, a Biden administration is that nervous that um, you know the, the the they're probably the underdog right now to 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 keep you know the White House. So uh, the Biden administration is going to become I think a little bit more. Uh, supportive for the economy, uh, and and uh, that's probably why you're you're going to see, uh, I think, a little bit of a capitulation against China. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, to the other side of the world, and a surprise rate decision in New Zealand, much higher than expected. I, I think I think 
everyone knows the world is battling inflation and there there, there was a uh, a significant uh you know rate increase by the Bank of New Zealand. Uh, this is their second uh, 50 basis point increase. Um, it's the fifth consecutive one that they've had. I think some were expecting that they might start to slow down because of the uh, the, the difficult global uh, macro environment. But um, right now, it looks like the, the, the Bank of New Zealand is is really, uh, they're, they're focused on, on delivering aggressive rate hikes they want to um, sneak these rate hikes in before uh, you, you really start to see more negative economic growth figures here so I think they're 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 doing uh, they're, they're probably leading the way on, on how you're supposed to fight inflation and uh, I, I think you're you're probably going to see that uh, the interest rate differential is is really going to start to sway in their their favor, and uh, um, I, I think you know the you know they're they're optimistic that inflation will slow to three percent by the third quarter of 2023, which uh, suggests uh, you know it's going to be uncomfortable for for quite some time with these inflationary pressures, but they're positioning themselves to um, address. This inflationary problem, and and right now, uh, you know, money markets they're 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 now pricing much more uh, aggressive rate hikes. So I think that you're you're going to see that uh, expectations are that uh, that over overnight cash rate uh, is going to hit four percent early next year. And uh, if you're a currency trader, that that that's making the Kiwi look pretty attractive. What is happening at the moment with uh, currencies in terms of the dollar, sterling, and the euro? Well, right now, um, you're you're, you're starting to see, uh, you know, dollar dominance has been in place for quite some time, uh, and 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 it, it seems that uh, there there's been a little bit of exhaustion on that trade. Um, uh, you're, you're you're finally starting to see uh, the ECB um, kind of pivot now. Markets are expecting them to raise rates in in July. Lagarde's rate plan uh, is is winning ECB support, um, and and I think that you know. You're 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 going to see that uh, expectations are that uh, you know this this move in the dollar has probably been overextended. If we continue to see turmoil in, in global markets, uh, the dollar will continue to rally. But I think there is some optimism brewing that okay, you're 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 starting to see a lot more weaker economic data. And uh, that could force the Fed into being less aggressive. Right now, you know, the market's priced in, um, you know, the majority of these Fed rate hikes. But now, if we continue to see weaker data, um, there's this belief that you might see them, you know, lower that that rate hiking pace to 25 basis points at Jackson Hole. Uh, The PBOC is likely to um, provide more accommodation. Uh, And and, and I think, you know, you're you're, you're probably going to, see that inflation um, is is not falling down uh, quickly enough and and I think you know demand destruction will will eventually uh, send inflation lower and 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 uh, you're, you're you have a lot of investors right now that um, they're they're trying to look at where do I place my money and and uh, I think the short-term pain for equities, uh, it seems that uh, there, there might be a little bit more, but I think there's this strong belief that you're, you're still going to see that, you know, 
you know, one, two years down the road, equities should be global equities. That is, should be much higher, uh, and and uh, that's that's probably why um, you're you're going to see you know the, that safe haven trade um, for the that's been pumping up the dollar um, be undone. But um, right now, it's uh, it seems that you know if if we have more rate hikes priced in by the ECB, um, you know that that should be the primary driver for a weaker dollar. And finally, Ed. The woes for cryptocurrencies continues, and that's despite uh, a little bit of an uplift today for the likes of uh, Bitcoin. But Bitcoin, for instance, remains below that crucial $30,000 mark. Yeah, it's been a troubling time for cryptocurrencies. Uh, the global market sell-off, you know, really, you know, shows you that, you know, Bitcoin is not a safe haven. It's not an inflation hedge. It, it remains a risky asset. and there has not been any major breakthroughs as far as mainstream acceptance. There has not been any crypto projects that are um, providing a, a you know a, a new wave of interest that that will uh, kind of uh, kind of like spark uh, you know both retail and institutional traders. So right now, crypto is just kind of struggling here, and uh, it, it really needs to see that. You know, global risk appetite remains in place before investors are confident that uh, you could see cryptos uh, start to look attractive again. Um, the problem is that I think every time we see a, a major sell-off with crypto, you know, everyone just kind of reassesses, and there's what 19,000 different coins out there, and most of them are worthless, uh, and you really need to see the space cleaned up, um, and Right now, Bitcoin has been uh, struggling uh, because there's there's not been uh, any any strong breakthroughs as far as improving that fundamental outlook, and and you're probably going to see that Bitcoin is, um, you know, it, it's it's very vulnerable to one last sell-off here, as as uh, the institutional money is uh, they're they're kind of uh, on the sidelines right now. There there's a there's just not a lot of confidence right now in this space. Um, I think long-term bets, you know, they're they're just waiting for one more plunge, one more collapse before piling back in, and uh, it, it looks like you're you're in for a choppy environment here for crypto. And and uh, until until you start to see, I I think uh, you know a, a firm rebound here in, with risky assets, you know, Bitcoin's going to struggle. Okay, and thanks very much for joining us today. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you so much. This is the Oanda Podcast.